a quite lengthy reading, but I'll move kind of fast. John, the fourth chapter, St. John, the fourth chapter, beginning at verse number one, and we'll go down to verse 15, I think that is. Hallelujah. Amen. Keep your faith going. Keep your heart and your mind open. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's see what God does. Verse number one. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. Verse 4, amen. And he must go through, must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For the disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat or to buy food. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith, saith to thee, Give me drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and cattle. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And I love this response. And the woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. That's the response that God is looking for right there. Oh, give me this water. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, let's do this. Look around at a couple people around you and tell them how good looking they are. How glad you are to see them. Amen. That works every time when people are a little stiff, a little too serious. Amen. You just make them lie a little bit, you know. Uh, not too much, just a little bit. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. Verse number four of our text points out something of great value. Amen. Or, or at least it should be. Amen to all of us. When it comes to Jesus going to a place of extreme prejudice, Amen, toward the Jews. And I think we pretty much know that, but just in case there's somebody who doesn't know that. And, of course, the prejudice went both ways. There, there was an almost 
uncrossable chasm between the Jewish people and the Samaritan people. They were disgusted with each other. The Samaritan, I mean, it wouldn't take much. It wouldn't take much for some of us to just, our mind could begin to go places and we could probably find ourselves thinking about some situation that we know about. And, you know, it's, it's no secret that our country is divided and has been for quite a while on numerous issues. And so we can, we can relate to this ancient story, amen, of people who hated each other and people who were angry with each other. And, and then there was, I'm pretty sure, Brother Green, I'm pretty sure there was people who were probably getting rich off of helping people hate other people and promoting this divide, amen. And that also happens in our country. It's people who can't say anything good or positive about anybody, especially if they're a different political persuasion or a different skin color or whatever it might be. And so this thing just didn't start in America, okay? It was going on right here, amen. They had developed uh, what actually had, ha- had happened. The Samaritans were a, were a mixed race of people, Amen. They were Jewish and Gentile ancestries. Well, they can. You can go way, way back. And they had, uh, in, in, in times earlier than this, they had developed close ties with their Canaanite neighbors. Okay. Uh, Jesus had said that. I mean, the Lord had said that to Moses. When you get in that promised land, he said, you know, you got to be careful. You're intermarrying and with the Canaanites because some of them is going to be left. All right. And so you go intermarry with them, and and what that means is not God's people. All right. You ever see somebody say, "We know I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry this guy, but I'm gonna win him over to the Lord." You need to win him to God first. You need to win him to God first. Amen. And, and, you know, and and guys the same way. Oh, you see some pretty ones out there. They walk by and just you know, just like ooh, you know, I just I think I'll just if I could, I'll just marry her. Amen. Well, you better pray her through to the Holy Ghost. You better indoctrinate her. Amen. Talk about Jesus. Amen. And don't do it too quick. Amen. Because only time tells. Because I've seen some people talk in tongues in the altar and go right back out there and there's no change in their life. Amen. So this is what he was talking about. But these Samaritans, you know, they had mixed in with the Canaanite neighbors. Thus, here's here's what it always happens. The pagan influences began creeping into their society. And this is how it all started. It didn't happen overnight. Then the Israelites began to intermarry with the Canaanites and the pagan rituals began to to be incorporated in their belief system. And that's how it is. It's okay to do this. It's okay not to do that. You don't need to be baptized. You know, that was just something in the ancient. And so things that are important get discounted. And, 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 you know, then you just go into, you know, all kind of, uh, you know, mixed religious beliefs. and, and, And this is what happened. It happened to them and it can happen. It has happened here. Amen. And so right in the middle of all of this prejudice and hate and distrust for each other, right in the middle of all that, this is the real lesson. It's not to just talk about, you know, how bad people were and, and uh, you know, these people. You know, no, 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 no. Right in the middle of all of this sinful, wrong spirit toward each other. It couldn't get fixed, wouldn't get fixed. Amen, amen. You see, that's the soil. That's the soil that will grow every, it'll grow a healthy crop, amen, of abominable, detestable, nothing good's going to come out of this, all right? But, 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 but in the midst of that atmosphere, John said in verse 4, and he, speaking of Jesus, amen, amen, and he must needs go through Samaria. <laughs> I'll revise that just a little bit. 
It was like Jesus, and I speak for Jesus. I need to go to Samaria. I have to go to Samaria. I must go to Samaria. It just just goes on and on. I mean, it's not optional. (laughs) I'm speaking for Jesus right now. I'm paraphrasing, all right? It's necessary. It's what I do when I preach about church. You know, oh, I think we'll just go down. No, 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 no. No, I need to get to church. I need to go there. I need prayer. I need worship. Amen. I need preaching. I need somebody to lead me. Hallelujah. But Jesus was saying it about this sinful, ugly, mixed up people. Amen. Amen. I I, I need to go to Samaria. And, and of course, if you study the scripture you will find and history, you will find out that Jews went around Samaria. They went the long way around just so they wouldn't have to go see any Samaritans. Talk about prejudice and a divide. Amen. But why did the master find it imperative to go to this undesirable place? That's what it was. I don't want to go there. Amen. Listen, the master was on a mission. And the mission is more powerful than prejudice. (laughs) It's stronger than any other ugly sin that might be in the way that we look at and we detest and this is what they do and this is what they don't do. And so I'm not, no, no, no. Because the Bible talks about separation. Yes, it does, but it also talks about outreach. (laughs) You know what gets me up and gets me moving uh, 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 probably about 90% of the time, whether it's fasting, and I still hate fasting, Amen. Whether it's going to the hospital, whether it's even coming to church and coming to prayer on Thursday night. Amen. You know know what does that? Amen. It's not because I feel good all the time and I'm excited about it, but it's because it's going to influence and affect somebody else. Somebody said, drinking a beer is okay. You just drink a beer if you'd be just modest with it. I said, what do you think if you saw me drink a beer? You don't even have to answer. Some of you would walk out of the church in a minute if you found out or figured out that I'm slipping around drinking a little booze. So if it's good for me to abstain from that, then it would be good for you, okay? If it's good for me to show up and work things out where I can be at church every time I can, well, you got folks watching you doing the same thing. They don't say this verbally, but they're like, oh, he's, he's a Christian or she's a, she's a Christian. They, did, they didn't go to church Sunday. They didn't go to church on Wednesday night. They didn't go to Thursday night prayer meeting. They didn't go out with Brother Thompson and, you know, and go on outreach. They just somehow, they, listen, listen, there's going to be an excuse every Sunday, every day of the week. Somebody's going to get married. There's going to be a graduate. Listen, they can just get married all they want to. Hey, I'll see you after the wedding. I'll send you a card. In fact, I'll send you a nice text message because I'm going to be at church, amen, on Sunday. Oh, but it's my niece. It's my nephew. So it's just the value that we place on coming to the house of the Lord. David said, "I listen, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into that. I'm on that for some reason here. Maybe I'm talking to somebody just like, well, you know, I might go. I don't know if I'm going to. No, no, no. That decision has been made years ago. When I prayed through and began to talk in tongues at 12 years old, I never gave my, listen, there's Catholics that go to church more than us. There's good Catholics. They wouldn't miss church for nothing. If you don't believe it, just go down in front of the Catholic church and just park and just watch. Listen, there are faithful, loyal 
Catholic people in that false doctrine, but they just go right on. They have, you know, what is that? That's called a commitment. I hope God saves them. And the way we're going to build the work of the Lord and the great kingdom of God that he, shed, he paid for with his blood and his suffering, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be built and it's going to continue to grow and revival is going to break out. Why? Amen. All that's already paid for. No, no. It, he's going to do that because there's going to be a group of people. Amen. That says, you know what? You can count on me. I'll show up for outreach. I'll be in the altar at prayer time. Amen. I'll come to church early. Everything else comes second, third, fourth. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's what Jesus did. Jesus demonstrated for us that a true soul winner is not selective about who he shares the truth with. We can't go to those Samaritans. They all mixed up about God and the Godhead. They don't know how many gods there are. I'm not going around. I get defiled. No, 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 no. Jesus showed us what we should be doing. Amen. You see, we offer this living water to whosoever will. That's what Jesus said. Jesus taught us that when he met the Samaritan woman whose name is not known or not at least not mentioned to us, amen, she was an immoral person, immoral woman. Women of question or questionable morals usually avoided the custom of drawing water with the other women. All right? The normal time to draw water was in the cool of the day. They would come draw water early in the morning or late in the evening. Amen. Hallelujah. But she was at the well at midday, about the sixth hour. And that's where Jesus was sitting by the well waiting on her. Hallelujah. But this, this journey through Samaria that Jesus took was no shortcut. It wasn't just we going. It was shorter if you went, but that. But guess what? The Jews went around it, amen. But here Jesus was, amen. It, it, it was a divine mission for him. It was ordered by the Spirit. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. I'll let y'all take care of the little one, amen. Can't have anybody having more attention than me. Um, can't have that. <laughs> Hallelujah, Hallelujah. But, but but here's what this was about. That's all right. We got a bunch of them coming along. It's okay. In fact, we got a dedication. Amen. Brother Kevin, we got a dedication next week. Next week here. Yeah. Hey, hallelujah. Hey, little girl. Praise God. And here's what they do. I mean, that was, he was letting his voice be heard. Hallelujah. It's okay. We got, them, we got more coming along. Amen. Sister Shannon. I feel sorry for her every time I see her. I want to just go by and hug her and say, hey, we got others. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't see Sister Jessica today. Hallelujah. Coming along here, though. All right, not feeling well. All right. Praise God. So we just get ready for her. They're going to be making noise, and we'll just be as tolerant. And that's why it helps to have a grandpa up here, you know, when that happens. Because, you know, I've seen the time. Get that kid out of here. <laughs> Hey, whether I said that or not, that's what I meant, you know, because we don't be bothered. But no, no, it's okay to be bothered with that. Brother Brother Ruck, y'all know about grandkids, and so so we're just as patient, and and uh, and, and we'll just bless our kids. They'll be appreciative of that one of these days. They'll step on us a little bit and walk on us, but it's okay. Somebody said, 
about Kyla, I was telling her, I said, Kyla's the boss at our house, but we don't mind. <laughs> we don't mind her being the boss. Make it a little harder for Chad and Melissa to, to control sometimes, maybe. Some of that's our fault, but it's kind of the way it is. And, and then Brother Chad and I have, we, we're working on the perfect, perfect setup here for a bishop-pastor relationship. I heard a bishop tell me this one time. I was on the golf course with a bishop, and we were somehow dragging back our shots. We're, not, we're kind of together out in the fairway. And I said, how does that, how does that work? And he said, at large church in Michigan, amen. And he said, well, here's how this works. Roland Baker was the pastor, and he was about 40 during that time. And the bishop was on in his 60s that time. He said, well, he said it works out really, really good. He said, Roland, Roland spanks him. He said, and I pet him. He said, just like a daddy and a grandpa. Amen. So it, it leads over not only in the physical, but in the spiritual, because I feel like I claim you and you'll be Chad's, Brother Chad's kids, but you'll be my grandkids. And so grandpas look at things a lot different. Amen. Just put up with some things. Tolerate some things. It'll be okay. Hallelujah. Amen. But Jesus was on a divine mission. He was ordered by the Lord, by the Spirit. Amen. Here's what Jesus was about to do. He was about to invade the kingdom of human misconceptions, prejudice, grief, misery, wouldn't it be awesome if God could invade that? Amen. Uh, depression and things that, that, that torment us. That's what Jesus was about to do. That's what this was all about. That's why he was sitting by the well to begin with. That's why, he, that's why he was on that mission. Amen. He had one thing in mind, and it was doing the will of the Father. When we say Father, we mean the omnipresent Spirit of God. Amen. Remember, Jesus was all man and all God, okay? He wasn't God number two. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus was looking for a thirsty soul who needed a drink of water. They're out there, folks. Amen. I want you to get the right approach. I'm going off on little rabbit chases here, but I want you to know what this message is about. There are folks out there. They are everywhere. They're in every denomination. They're in no denomination. Amen. They go to this church or that. They can go to no church. But there are hungry, thirsty souls out there all around us. We meet them. We brush shoulders with them. Amen. But Isaiah 12 and 3, Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Seems to me like, amen, it's a, it's a, a, a saving message, all right? It's a heaven or hell issue here, uh, this water is. Amen. Jesus spoke to this woman about living water that springs up within the believer unto eternal life. Why can't we, why can't we make this thing a big deal? It's been played down so much. Oh, you know, it's no big deal. You don't have to do this. You know, no, no. Why can't we make this thing? It's a well. That's what Jesus said it was. I don't know if you know the difference in a well. We had a cistern. We lived in Mississippi. Amen. When I started the school, we had we lived there a couple years, a little house. It had a gutter system on it. You had to make sure the roof was clean, tin roof. Amen. Before it rained, you'd take the gutter off and let when it rained, you let it run out in the yard. But after the roof was washed off real good, you put that gutter over in a little chute that went down in and it filled up the cistern. It was rainwater. That's what it was. Rainwater, and it had a pump on it, and you had to prime the pump, and you get the water out. But, but it produced no water of its own. All, the only thing that came out of that cistern is what 
we put in it are allowed to go in it. All right? But a well that Jesus talked about here, amen, a well is a different story. You dig down deep enough, and, and, and we know, in fact, we have a well here at the church, and we have one over at the parsonage at the house. Amen. And, and when you get down, then there's water there, and you pump that water out, and because of the, the, the way the, the land lays and the, and the shale and the, and, the, and the rock underneath that and the sand, that water seeps back in there and the water rises again. It produces water. Amen. It produces water. You, you know, and so this is what Jesus was talking about. I don't want to be a cistern. I don't want to be a cistern. I want something to spring up in the everlasting life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And, of course, when Jesus talked about this living water that springs up within a believer unto eternal life, I mean, this piqued her interest and her spirit became thirsty. John 4 and 15, she looked at Jesus and replied, Sir, give me this water. Amen. Verse 16, Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husband. I'm going to get to something that's probably good and needful for some of us. Amen. And tell him to come here. And verse 17, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Now, remember Jesus had just met the woman. Amen. Amen. I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. In verse 18, he says, For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou hast is not thy husband. I mean, you're living with a guy now. You had five, and that didn't work. And now you're living with a guy, and he's not your husband. You know, it's strange. I don't mean to get off track again, but that's just become common in our in our society. Just live. The person's right. One guy, uh, Brother Chad talks about it. We said, well, you and your wife, married. well, no, we're not married. You know, we just live together. And he said, it's just a piece of paper. <laughs> that's, that's how we look at it now. That's how people look at it now. Hallelujah. Oh, listen, I want God. If I'm going to marry somebody, I want God in it. Hallelujah. I want to bring God right in the middle of this. No wonder we're in the mess that we're in in our society, in our country. Amen. Just let this slide. Let that slide. Amen. God created the first man and first woman. Amen. Adam needed a wife and didn't even know he needed one. Men don't know what they need. God does. <laughs> Gave him a helpmate, helpmeet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, now he, the Lord brought that background. You know, they, sometimes we blame the devil for doing that. Oh, the devil brings out all my past and all my failures. And all, you know, no, no, the, the Lord didn't cause her to face her sins to condemn her. That wasn't what it was for. Amen. But because he had compassion on her. See, the point is, before she could know true worship, before she could really know that, she had to experience repentance. Remember Jesus said, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. That's all part of it, all right? Amen. It may be painful, but we have to come to terms with our sins if we are to progress in our worship. But this is, this is the thing that we're dealing with right now. We just sweep all that under the rug. It is in the past. And I'm not trying to dangle any ugly thing before anybody. I'm not trying to say, I got you. I knew you were a bad... No, no, no. Every one of us in this room right here and any other room, there's things in our lives that we've did, we've, we've, 
we've done and we've said. We don't want, we wouldn't want it, it would be embarrassing to us. We don't want people knowing about it. So I understand that. But, but when we face God, when we come to God, hallelujah, you know, there's a, a, what we used to call, there's a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> See, he knows everything that we do and have done. and The hairs of our head are numbered. <laughs> he sees the sparrow fall. So we can't hide anything from him anyway. But when we confess to him and say, God, I'm sorry for the way I've been. I'm sorry for my attitude. I'm sorry for the way I've been living. Amen. And so that's how it starts. And Jesus knew that very well. Amen. And even though it was painful, we had we have to face this. All right. And the woman did. Amen. There is a there is a spiritual thirst, I believe, all around us. And for that reason, we have to do this thing right. Amen. Violence are in our streets. I mean, that's the new normal now. And we have we have like, you know, don't you know, stop killing. No, let's just have a ceasefire in Baltimore. Some of y'all live in Baltimore. You know, I mean, that's a start. I'm not here to knock that. But, but I'm thinking it gets pretty bad and pretty ridiculous when in the streets of America we have to call a ceasefire. No, when the, fight, when the thing, you start shooting a gun that's not registered and, and you start, no matter if it is registered, you start, guess what? You are going to jail and you're going to be there a long, long time. Now, I'm old school, and that comes out. And I'm like, oh, you can't do that. You, can't. you know, listen, we are so worried about people's feelings. What about the dead guy? What about the dead? What about the children that's been shot? This, you know, and again, I, this probably is unpopular and, and politically incorrect, and I understand that, but, but, but this is my pulpit, and, and you can just sift through this and throw it out the window if you don't like it. That's fine. Amen. But listen, somebody needs to get tough on somebody, you know, because what I'm reading about and hearing about is the people that they do catch for shooting somebody. They already got a record as long as I am. They done been, they done been car thieves, and they done, you know, shot at people and maybe he says there's no telling I'm like what, what are they doing on the street just threw that in amen but violence it's just normal now we just have to wear you know our hard hat and our bulletproof vest you know to go anywhere amen that's just not right I just don't want the enemy to rule and reign in our communities abortion is performed on demand I'm just going to touch on a couple things here that's our country okay that's what's going on in our country right now and how dare you take a woman's right you know to do that and not only that we pay for it whether we like it or not amen it's called a woman's right with no regard for the right of the baby I'll just throw this in since this is my pulpit All right, amen if I find out there's a politician that believes in abortion, he won't get my vote. No, I'm not. Murder is wrong. God don't like it. And by the way, abortion and same-sex marriage, uh, you know, all of this stuff, it, it's not a political thing, folks. It's a biblical issue. We're Christians. It's who we are. This is who we are. Hallelujah. Amen. Immorality is commonplace. Brazen activists are shouting in the streets. And I mean brazen. Talk about getting your face. Amen. For homosexual rights. And, and uh, I mean, 
you know, this is a this is a concrete issue that's been settled. We know how God feels about this, and He didn't just start; it's been there a long time. But we folks somehow ignore that. I, I, I really do believe that there are multitudes of good people who are sick and tired of stagnant religion. And some of them has tried religion. Religion's not where it's at, folks. It's an experience in God. That's where it really is. Hallelujah. And, and we, have to, we have to preach that and teach that. Whole denominations that are watered down, they're, they're just lifeless. lifeless. They're, they are, they are it, it, full of formalism, uh, you know, totally devoid of the operation of any kind of gifts of any kind of spirit. Amen. Instead of offering living water, I think they're offering lukewarm bottled water. Take this. Maybe this will help. Hallelujah. But here's the problem. Y'all got quiet on me. All right? But that's okay. Churches refuse to deal with sin. I don't mean being, I'm not a police officer. I'm not going to come checking you out. I'm not going to, no, no, I'm, that's not my job. But my job is to preach this, preach the word. You need to know where the church stands, and the church ought to stand where God stands. That, that's how it ought to be, all right? And because churches refuse to deal with you just leave that alone. You know, consequently, there is no real hope to be offered, no change to be expected. You just accept the Lord and sign the little piece of paper. Make sure you send your finances in. You can just go on and be in wherever you want and show up if you want because after all, you're saved and you can't even be lost after that anymore. Hallelujah. So there's no real answers to the problems of mankind. Our world needs living water, folks. And maybe you don't realize it, but, but, but that much-needed living water will come from that well within you. That's where it's going to come from. Oh, you're waiting on God to come down personally and do it, and you're waiting on it. No, no, it's going to come from you and me. Hallelujah. You need to know how powerful you are. This is why the enemy fights it. This is why the devil comes against it. This is why the enemy will send an uncle that's connected to some church somewhere to tell you how foolish you are for coming to the altar Amen. Are coming or showing up at some holy roller church that speaks in tongues and believes in one God. Religious kinfolk and friends will come out of the woodwork. They won't mess with you at all as long as you're out cussing and drinking and smoking and doing whatever. As long as you, you know, as long as you, they, they, they find as soon, as soon as you show up in a Holy Ghost church, as soon as you come to the altar and lift your hands and weep and repent, you'll have, you'll have friends and folks come out to warn you, amen, to, to not get mixed up in all of that. I mean, does that, does that relate to somebody around here? Oh, don't go there. And you know what they preach? They, they preach fear. Oh, watch out. And, and, and it's hard. To, let me tell you, it's hard to get rid of that. It's hard because it, when you come in, that's what you're going to be doing. Like, oh, yeah, this, boy, these people are... are, are it wasn't there until somebody planted that seed. It's the enemy. It's how he works. It, but let me tell you, somehow God's going to help us get victory over that. He helped me get, get victory over it. Amen. And so we have, to, we have to just stick with the scripture. Amen. Repent of your sins. Be baptized in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. That's the only way I know how to have remission of sins. 
Hallelujah. I said it yesterday at Brother Sam's funeral. Hadn't thought of it in a while. Listen, we are commissioned by Scripture to preach the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, every Methodist, Baptist, Catholic, I mean, we all preach that. You have to, we're Christians. Death, burial, and resurrection. The best definition I know to the death, burial, and resurrection is Acts 2.38. Repentance, that's a type of, of dying. Burial, baptism. Buried with him in baptism, not them. Buried with him in baptism. And then you, we don't leave anybody in that watery grave. We pull them back up. That's the resurrection, to rise, to walk in newness of life. Don't let, don't let anybody steal that or put enough fear in you to make you walk away from that message. That is the gospel message of Jesus Christ. That's what he died for. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. I need some help here up on the platform. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are the first to confess that we are too weak to help anybody. Who, me? Help somebody? But see, through, through us, through it. He said, we're going to do it. I'll tell you I'm weak. I'll tell you I have no power. We have enough heroes around already. All right? I don't need to be one of those. Amen. Through us, God can do whatever needs to be done in a person's life. Hallelujah. I'm going to put my hand on you. And God's going to work through me. He said, by the laying on of the hands of the disciples. Hallelujah. James said, if there's any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Anoint them with oil. Lay hands on the sick. Hallelujah. He said he'll raise them up. Hallelujah. And he just does something extra. And if there be any sick among or any sins committed, he said, they shall be forgiven. Did we do that? No, 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 no. We just simply obey. God gives us step-by-step instructions. Amen. Somebody comes to the front. That's like a call for the elders. I'm not feeling well. I, I, I need help here. You know, Brother Green, come on. Brother Brother Thompson, come on. Pastor, come on. Hallelujah. Brother Jerry, come on. What are you doing? You're just obeying the Lord. Amen. You can do that at home. I, don't, I can't tell you how many times around the coffee table or around the dining table. Let's just have a little word of prayer. I got this going on. That's gonna, you know. So, so let's just have a little word of prayer. What that? What are you doing? I, well, I, I really can't do much about that. But hey, I know who can. You, you're allowing that living water that God has promised every one of us, Amen, to come forth, Amen. Let me tell you, listen. That hungry soul is gonna feel it and see it and experience it. Hallelujah. And that's how we're going to reach this world by reaching our neighbors one at a time. We're going to outdo and overrun, amen, a lot of false doctrine, a lot of false ideas, amen. And listen, and you know what? You can't pay much. You're never going to get victory totally over all the prejudice all around and all the hate and mal- this is always going to be there. But right in the middle of all of that, you're going to reach a soul. You're going to find a tender heart. 
you're going to find an honest person that says, you know what, man, I've been looking for this. Hallelujah. Amen. Give me this water. Let's just try this out. Hallelujah. Can't wait. Brother Rob, can't wait till your mom, amen, receives a baptism of the Holy Ghost. She's agreed to let us do a Bible study at her house. I said, I want to drink up some of your coffee. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just teach you the word. Hallelujah. Let me, let me tell you, folks, ask your neighbors. Listen, there's more to this than church membership. I, I, I told somebody the other day, I said, listen, I understand uh, you putting up the wall. You don't know what I'm up to, but all kind of things. Like he wants me to be a part of my, he gets in my house. He won't, I can't get him out of there. And listen, I'm not a vacuum cleaner salesman. I'm not selling insurance. I'm not selling replacement windows. We, we tried to do that. We could get rid of them. <laughs> and now the phone's still ringing from every kind of company in the world. No, 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 that's not it. So I promised people right off. Uh, I promised Diane, I said, I'm not, I'm not doing this so you can be, have to be a member of my church or feel obligated to be. It's not, not what it's about. You'll be able to get rid of me anytime you want. If you don't want to do this, Bible, that's fine. Listen, I think God wants to give us a secure, listen, we have truth. Amen. God's revealed this. It's revealed truth. Amen. Understanding. And so whatever that, however far that understanding goes, let's share it with somebody. This is what the Holy Ghost <laughs> revealed to me. Hallelujah. I, 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 talk about, I talk about Kathy Russell for years. Just a good time to, to bring it up. Uh, sweet Catholic person. You know, just great. Her and her husband. Uh, and so got to the baptism part. She already been sprinkled when she was a kid. You know, that, and called to that. That's not baptism. That's not a baptism. Nowhere, not one place in the Bible I ever read where, they, where God said to do that or nobody else. But that, that's just the way it was. So it was just kind of like a ball. We've gone through the whole Bible study, and I'm like, next step, where this is what we do. All right? Just didn't want to do it. So I went back again, and I started reading Scripture after Scripture after Scripture. And finally, it was like the Bible finally. She already knew it, which is... But I remember her getting in that old horse trough that we had and we put her down in the name of Jesus Christ. This taught me something. I would just do that just out of obedience. And I've never felt like there's a miracle in that. But because of obedience, just obedience. The Bible said obey, to obey is better than sacrifice. The next, very next service, she came to me and she said, I see it. I said, what? See what? She said, I, I, I see it like I see the Godhead. And I see all that. She said, it's like a scroll. It just opened up to me. And, and, and I've always taken that as like, and I told her so, because you, even though you didn't want to do it, and it went against tradition, and even a lot of friends that she Amen. Because you were obedient to the word, God honors that. And he will give you a personal revelation. That's that well of living water springing up, amen, into everlasting. Listen, and once God gives you the revelation, ain't nobody take it away. Nobody take it away because it's a God thing. Hallelujah. Amen. What do you say, church? What do you say, Christian Revival Center? Let's give the world around us a drink of water. They're hungry. Don't let the enemy talk us into believing like, oh, they don't want Yes, they do want it. 
Yes, they do. Amen. They just don't know they want it yet. But when they come in contact, amen, with your good spirit and with the truth of God's word. Listen, we can't be ugly. We have to obey the scripture on that part too. You can't be hateful. You can't be mean-spirited. You can't be judgmental. You shouldn't be. God's against that. But, but when you pray and you believe God and you do it for God, and for the soul of that person that's going to live on and on forever and ever. And that's the only way. And then you go, that's what got Jesus crucified. You know that, don't you? Amen. It wasn't because that he could save them. And, no, no. It was because he, was, he claimed to be the only way. See, we're in, a, we're in a variety kind of a deal right now. You know, people are like, oh, you know, that's, that's good. Oh, that's nice. Oh, you go to this. Oh, oh that's nice. In other words, you got a, you got dozens of ways and maybe even hundreds of ways. No, no, that's not what it is. If you try to go up to God in any other way except through Jesus Christ, he said you're the same as a thief and a robber and we know where they're going to go. I mean, it narrows it down. The Bible did say there was a straight and a narrow way and few there be that find it. But we broaden this thing out so much, it don't matter who you are, you are saved. That's false doctrine, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. And that's part of being the church. And I can't be ugly about it, but I have to be truthful about it. I have to be honest about it. I'm going to be sweet to you and nice to you and tell you you need to receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. Before you do that, you have to repent. Amen. You have to be baptized in His name. That's what the Scripture said over and over. Hallelujah. Amen. So the world needs a drink of water thirsty souls everywhere. Amen. So let's just do that for them. Let's worship like we've never worshiped before. Let's pray a little bit more. Amen. Let's give praise. Amen. Let's witness. Tell people about Jesus. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Shawingo made his way up to the altar. I don't want him to be all by himself. Amen. He looks lonely up here. Amen. So if you'd like to come just for the next few moments. Amen. Brother Pete Carey, good to see you. Amen. Good to see you, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Dana, good to see you, baby. Amen. Been a little bit too long. Love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we need God's help. Thank you, Jesus. He's here to help us. He's here to bless us. I'm expecting God to do something in your hearts. Listen, Pastor Chad has already talked about Wednesday night. Amen. You, you, have, you have made this happen you, with your commitments. We've been approved to build this building, remodel this one. Amen. And so I, if you can make the sacrifice this coming Wednesday night, uh, again, be a part of what we're doing. I want you to be, all right? We don't want a one-man show around here. And so show up on Wednesday night, amen, and, and meet Johnny Baker if you've not met him yet. Hallelujah. That's a good start right there. I'm a part of this thing. Lock into the church. Don't, don't, let, don't let work, don't let friendship, don't let anything keep you out of the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to release some things on you right now. I want that well that's within you. If you've ever received the baptism, you got the well. Amen. It's called living water. Amen. So don't let the enemy or the world or the human nature or the human flesh, don't let it in. Don't. Don't let it get in the way. 
In Jesus' name. God, I release the power, amen, to witness. I release the power, amen, to heal and to deliver. Hallelujah. The power to plant seeds, amen, of the glorious gospel. In Jesus' name. Amen. The power to make connection. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. All the things that bring on a revival, I release it into this church, God. Into the hearts, into the spirits, into the minds. Hallelujah. You're wonderful people. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. That's right. Reach over and touch somebody. Reach over and touch somebody. Hallelujah. Pray for their well to become an artesian well, springing up into everlasting life. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Let's be the church. Hallelujah. Let's be the church in the name of Jesus.
will surrender.
sing that together. So we say yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're just so thankful for the move of God in this place. Thank you, Lord. And this is dismissal, amen. But if just keep that word in your heart, amen, that we are that well, that every place that we go, that something can just spring up inside of us and that can just be an outflow to somebody, that can pour over into somebody else's life. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. We're dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen.